Shot podcast is back on this lovely bank holiday Sunday here in the glorious People's Free Republic of Era. F the Queen and all that other stuff because we have Monday off in that. I'm joined as always by my ever dependable co host, first of all, Mr. Paul Griffin. Bonjour. And rounding out the the cast this week, a man who does not have a bank holiday, Mr. Joe Towner. Yeah, I'm off Monday though, so... What? Well, well this is blown up in my face, because you're actually off Monday, uh, and despite being a bank holiday, I actually have to work, so... Ah, done him. Got him in the end. Done me there. Done myself. Played myself, if anything. Um, so, so that's how the worm turns. We're back in the HR shop podcast. We've got a whopper week of movies and, 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 and whatnot to discuss. Got some wrestling to chat about. And, you know, we got the, the hottest quiz this side of, uh, uh, challenge uh, TV, repeat, uh, songs of praise, uh, um, what you call it again? Wrong the truth killings. That's the thing. Um, so yeah, we're we're back at it again. Uh, we've got a, a, a starting a bit early there this week, gentlemen. Other than it being a bank holiday, what's going on in the old the old life? Well, well, I'm shooting off on a, on an airplane in about twelve hours' time. Oh, thinks he's Ric Flair. Woo! I might Gonna even like get me knob out during airport. the flight. Please don't. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's very Ric Flair. You've got a woman telling you not to do it, and you still do it anyway. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, usually, usually his significant others weren't aware what he was up to, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll be... I'll, ironically, I'll be on an airplane, but I'll be doing the helicopter. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's disgusting. Anyway. It's more probably more like one of those little electric fans, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because if the real Ric Flair is on the is on the plane, we'll have a real Mission Impossible Fallout going on. Oh, uh, don't get it. Barry's, no. Barry's seen that movie at least. I've seen that movie, yeah. So I, I get it. Um, I didn't laugh though. Um, so <laughs> two turned on to laugh. That's what it was. So. What's the uh, what's the plan for France? How long are you going for? What are you going to do? Going to France. Uh, flight is at six twenty-five in the AM of Monday morning. We'll be there for five days, four nights. Okay. So we fly back Friday evening. I think the flight is at about ten o'clock on Friday evening. Going to El Oldie at Disneyland. As you oh, Disney. Bonjour. Bonjour, Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Uh, probably have a baguette or two. Um, see the Eiffel Tower, Arc de Triomphe, the Louvre, oh. uh, <laughs> Les Catacombes de Paris, uh, Paris de Versailles. We'll, we'll do all the tourist traps. 
and all that malarkey. And um, then we'll be back. So I'll be back by next weekend. Hopefully nothing mad happens while I'm away. Um, at this rate, though, probably OTT will still not have announced anything for that September show by the time I get back. Uh, God, hurry up and announce it, you fucks. <laughs> they, announced, they announced a Belfast show today for no reason. I don't give a fuck. God. But, uh, anyway. yeah, we've been looking forward to this trip for a long time, and it's finally going to happen. Of course, the one week we go is the one with the f- heat wave where it's going to be 37 degrees every day. Great. Oh, God. Luckily, we're not going to Portugal, where apparently it's going to be in like, going to be like 49 degrees or something. Um, mental. So, Fran, north of France, usually I don't think it's too hot, to be fair. Um, so it should be okay. Uh, lots of water anyway. Lots of sun cream when we get there. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We've been looking forward to it for, for quite a while now. It's it's still kind of surreal that it's, it's happening now. We haven't packed the bag yet, right? And, um, we'll be doing that this evening. And yeah, so we're shooting off in the middle of the night off to the airport. Hop on a Ryanair plane to uh, Paris Beauvais. Because Aer Lingus, I, I preferably would take Aer Lingus to Paris. Of course, yeah, naturally. Uh, three times the cost of the flights. So, no thank you. I will take the cheap option, please. Um, so, we go on Stinky Ryanair. Hopefully, they don't cancel the flight. And, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fucking, they've got their whole ongoing... Um, shenanigans. Stri- strike shenanigans and everything else, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that sucks. Um yeah, so yeah. yeah. I don't know if any any French listeners are around. Uh, leave leave me that... alone while I'm there. <laughs> don't hit Paul in the streets, you know. When I'm uh, feeding my daughter, do not come and speak to me. Uh although, here's a little thing for Barry, right? We were in Dublin today. Actually, I have two stories to tell. Two life guff stories. I'll, I'll start with yesterday's story. Okay, I, I tweeted about it, but let me just get out there. Um, oh, I, yeah, I saw a bit of this. <laughs> so yesterday, uh, there was a match in Dublin, a friendly match between Liverpool and Napoli, which I didn't know about. So Liverpool fans everywhere in Dublin. They must do that uh, every year because I just I just remembered when I saw you posting about it that uh, this weekend last year was WrestleRama for TT yeah. and I remember getting into the city and going oh fuck who are all these people there was yeah it's, worse than, it's the, worse than usual yeah there was a United match la- I think I think a Liverpool match last summer as well no it was it was Liverpool because I remember yeah. I saw uh, Mr Jordan Devlin walking around in his uh, his Liverpool jersey that day. Uh, 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 sorry, I know now Paul's rooting for Walter. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> but um, what was I doing yesterday? I went. Uh, I, I headed off back to League Slip because I needed to get um, a suitcase for my parents' house and see if I could find my passport, which turned out wasn't even in League Slip the whole time I was here. Um, so I have a big suitcase with me, and I'm coming back then to here, and I'm at the train station at Tower Street in Dublin. And I, I arrive at the station. I see eight minutes till the next train. So grand. sit down, take out my 3DS, play some Pokemon Silver on it. And then the train pulls in. It's got like a thousand Liverpool fans on it. And they, <laughs> they see me uh, in my Man United jersey 
Oh, you were in a nice cause. And they're banging on the windows and they're laughing and they're waving at me. Oh, God. And the doors open up and not one of them gets out. And I'm not getting on a train risking my life with all these Liverpool fans. So I say, uh, I'll take the next one. Um, of course, next one that stops by also fun Liverpool fans. But I did hop on to one of the, the emptier carriages. Um, not only was I wearing a Man United jersey, but I was wearing my FA Cup final 1996 jersey in which Man United beat Liverpool. Liverpool. Um, so I really picked the best day to wear that. Um, but, you know, I, I got chatting to a few Liverpool fans on, on the train. They're, they're fine. They, they're coming off the back of a 5-0 win, so they weren't in a bad mood. Um, and then today, in a, in another mad coincidence, I put on my lovely purple Angel Cruisers shirt, and we head into Dublin to do some last-minute shopping for our trip to France, right? And you bump into the Kings of the North, and you're like, oh, whoops, oh, no. I won't say where it was, because, uh, you know, private for this person or whatever, but we were in a shop in Dublin, and we get served, and we leave. Oh, by one of... Oh, okay, I know, go ahead, go ahead. I say to Natty... Do you know who that lad is? And she goes, no. And I go, do you know what shirt I'm wearing? And she looks down and she goes, oh, yeah, one of Team Prick there. In the yes, shop. yeah, I, I know the shop. Yeah, that's, you know the one. Okay, that's and it's so awkward. Like, do you do you like? Uh, there was you, Barry. There was a moment where <sighs> I went into the shop and he looked up. Went, yeah, right. And I went, uh, and he went, and then he went, <laughs> he went off. <laughs> Because oh, for the record, the shirt I have, the shirt I have, he is on it. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, in a cartoon form. He's on it, and he, and he probably... Yeah. Did you buy it from him? Because it's usually... No, 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 no. We, okay, we, yeah. actually, we actually didn't get served by him, but there was there was a little uh, a, a little oh, mutual recognition. Even worse. <laughs> Just, oh, God. Anyway. Oh, my okay. goodness. That was funny. So two days in a row. I don't know what shirt I'm going to wear tomorrow. What's going to happen to me then? But um, uh, um, good crack. Got any rock merchandise? The rock, you know. <laughs> Maybe he'll finally retweet one of my tweets. Although, hopefully, he doesn't have a look at my ladder box. See all the one stars I've been giving him the last couple of weeks. Because, uh, um, little update for everyone. I've only got five more The Rock movies to watch, and I'll have the whole collection. Uh, most of them are bad, and I can confirm that now, having seen. Uh, let me count, get a count here of how many I've actually seen. And like I'd imagine, he is also not especially good in most of them. It's not yeah. just that they're bad. Movies. I've seen now thirty-two of his movies. It's kind, of, it's kind of it's kind of inexplicable that he is so successful when you really think about it. Yeah, I mean, it is like no, I, I'm not I, sure what I tell you. I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's the Fast and Furious franchise. That's why he's so big. Yeah. If he if he wasn't in those movies, he wouldn't be as big. I know that did that GI Joe movie was also very successful, but that was after Fast Five. Um. Yeah, a lot of his movies are really not good, and I saw that he's tweeting now about this next one that's coming out, the River Jungle Cruise or whatever it's called. I missed this. I haven't seen that. It looks stinky. Yeah. So. Well, it'll probably be big in China. So. Yeah, that seems like that's his uh, his only focus these days. And well, at the end of the day, that probably pays the bills. So you know. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what about you, lads? What have you been up to? Uh, uh, not, not a whole lot. I was uh, out last night. Bit unwell, lads. Bit unwell. Mm-hmm. But, uh, 
but uh, not too bad. Yeah, as Paul alluded to, I'm sitting here waiting for OTT to make an announcement for their September 30th show because I would, re- I would really, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna cancel the Wembley trip, I would really like to do it as soon as possible so I can kind of get my ducks in a row for for that. But uh, uh, not a whole lot else. Yeah. Um, what about you, Joe? Up to much this week? Well, lads, um, get this. I was out Thursday night. Okay. Uh, then I went out Friday night. Excuse then- me. And then I only bloody went out last night as well. Oh, Joe, burning the midnight the, oil and the, the morning. The, oil. The, 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 the triple header, the unprecedented triple header. So Thursday, there was we have a, a social club at work where you like pay a few, like five or a month or something, and the company matches it. And then every so often we do events. Um, so on Thursday, we went on these little kind of motorboats on the canals in London, <laughs> which mm-hmm. was actually uh, a lot of fun. Except like a little tape, you, you, I don't know what's the correct term, sail them yourselves, drive them, I don't know, whatever, I'm not a nautical man, but yeah, you don't have any crew on there, you just do it yourself, and you have a little table, so you can take booze and food with you, and that was a lot of fun, just like uh, it was a nice hot day, just sailing up and down the canals in London, so that was really good, uh, and then we went for drinks afterwards, and yeah, a bit of tequila, um, then Friday, impromptu drinks after work. Again, a few tequilas. Um, and then last night, friend's birthday. So, you know, went out yeah. quite early. Had a little drink sat on a, a heath, which is, I don't know if people know what heath is. Nil demand. Big field, big field thing. Mm. Um, yeah, and then and then ended up going for a curry. And um, then this morning, I had an Ikea delivery coming between 7am and 11am. And I tell you what, boys, I did not wake up in time. They had, <laughs> I woke up to about three missed calls from the lovely IKEA delivery men. Oh, trying God. To, trying to wake me up about 10 o'clock. Um, luckily, I, I did get up. They were outside. No, They've <laughs> been waiting for three hours outside. Besides, this is so. No, they, they, just, they just built themselves a little table and chair, you know. Just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's the weekend. Now I feel absolutely horrendous. I'm not sure if it's the accumulation of drinking and hangovers or if I'm ill or if it's the hot weather, but thank God I've got tomorrow off because I could not be going into work. So we get that for nothing. But anyway, a lot of fun had. Good, good, that's good. It's good. That's all good. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, uh, our various, uh, life goths this, um, uh, this week, no wrestling this weekend, no wrestling next weekend. Uh, Paul, I can't remember, Paul, are you going to Rama or not? You're not going to Rama, are you? I'm, go- I'm going. I'm going. You're going. Okay, cool. Yeah, and are you doing contenders? No. No, okay. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll next week we'll have a, a Rama preview and the following week we'll have a, a review. Uh, so... We could jump in here uh, to our various guffs. Um, uh, I I haven't watched a whole lot of. TV. I did watch one new show that that uh, a new Netflix original that seemed to be doing. I've heard absolutely zero buzz about it, but when I looked it up, the reviews were pretty decent. I watched the first episode of Final Space. Have either of you seen or watched or any seen any of this? No, I've not even heard about it. Uh, yeah, it's 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 got zero buzz, so so I I didn't think much of it. But I watched the first episode. It's all right. It's uh, again, it's it's kind of your uh adult oriented comedy but it's not as um 
leaning into that that as much as a BoJack Horseman or a Rick and Morty. It's uh, I think it's rated 12s. It's very much kind of a, uh, maybe like a Futurama or a Simpsons uh, level of of blue, if you want to call it that. Um, and it's also it's very it's very Futurama esque. That's the vibe I get off it. It's kind of it's a uh, it's about this character. He's a little Zap Brannigan esque. He's uh, he's a kind of a. a, a uh, kind of an outlaw in space going you know through these various systems being um uh, a badnik and he's sentenced to uh years and years and years in this kind of uh, empty space station just with a load of ai and uh on the, one of the last few days of his sentence a weird little space creature finds its way into his uh his his um into his ship he befriends it it doesn't speak english uh, it's just it's kind of a cute little companion character, and it just so happens to be this extremely sought after, extremely rare race of alien that an evil, an evil uh, Emperor Palpatine esque figure is is chasing down. And so I assume the rest of the series will be their adventures across the galaxy as they avoid capture and and, and all sorts of stuff. It was good. It was not it was not um, uh, laugh out loud uh, laugh out loud funny, but there's a couple of chuckles. Really well animated. Really nice animation. It's it's uh, it's got it's something of a unique look to it. it might not come across in. In, in like still images but there's a uh, a lot of like 3d kind of quasi 3d action scenes it's good so i i might uh uh watch a bit more of that and report back next week but it's uh, a solid thumbs up just based on the first episode so um you can give that a watch if anyone's if anyone's looking for like a new animation to watch on netflix mm. uh beyond that nothing uh nothing else really for myself um watching a lot of movies this week mm. so uh what about you what about you boys any any uh any telly I don't have watched anything near this week, TV or film. Yeah. Oh, are you too on. busy being out on the town. Fucking out on the road. I, um, yeah, I've been watching a little bit of TV because Attack on Titan is back for season yeah. three. Um, one of those anime shows that I watch. One of the three animes I watch. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, this season's definitely a little bit less actiony than the other ones um that's not to say there isn't action there is but whereas season one and season two are primarily about people fighting giants this season yeah. get a little bit more character based and uh so uh, there's two episodes out now on um what crunchyroll or funimation whatever is your viewing method of choice and uh yeah i'm really enjoying it except one thing i don't like about it is that they changed again the intro song as those series often do and instead of being a cool cool rock song it's all wistful and shit and i don't like it um but it's a very good series and one that i'm very fond of and i'm happy it's back um i think as far as those kind of shows go it's definitely a more accessible one and that the concepts are easy to explain to get kind of hooked on but the more deep you get into it i think the more <laughs> i think the more inaccessible it gets the further you get in like it's not a show that you could jump on halfway through season two you really need to be watching from the beginning um and yeah i'm really excited for this season because having already read the manga um this is one of the one of my favorite arcs so i'm excited to see it on on the big on the big small screen of the projector screen that we have here <laughs> um yeah that's the only telly i've been watching um i watched a, 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 an unusual wrestling event which i guess i'll talk about later on but 
Apart from that, nothing else I can think of TV-wise. Lots of movies, as Barry said. Good. Do we want to uh, uh, jump into uh, movie golf then, since we have so yeah. much of it? Go on. Uh, i tell you what I did, Paul. You'll be happy Go with on. this. I finally got around to watching them new Mission Impossible fil- films. Yeah, four, five, and six. Uh, four, five, and six. Now, I, I, I never saw two and three. The matter. Um, yeah, but I, I was told it doesn't matter, and also two is the one that most people say isn't good anyway. Um, so I said I skipped that because I wanted to marathon them before seeing the new one. But I was like, let's. I only have so many hours in the day, so let's let's uh, minimize them. So I watched what what I would call like the new trilogy, the second trilogy. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Protocol. I watched first. Good. Enjoyed it. I I, I didn't quite think it was this uh, uh, blow away thing. Uh, to the level that the, that the next two would be, but I thought it was a really good start to the, to the new trilogy. I like the cast. You know, I like Jeremy Renner. I thought he was good at it. Um, uh, Simon Pegg. This is the first one with Simon Pegg, right? I think no. I think Simon Pegg was might have been in three. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's been in a couple. Okay. Um, so so yeah, Ghost uh, Protocol. I'll tell you what, I noticed, and I noticed this seeing Fallout as well. Uh, they they ha- there's usually a big scene where someone's explaining some plot stuff where they say the name of the film, um, mm-hmm. uh, very much in a we're some kind of Suicide Squad way. <laughs> um, uh, so that that jumped out at me literally from the first from the first one of these I watched. But yeah, Ghost Protocol, really good. Um, one thing that improved across these three films is the CGI in Ghost Protocol is not very good. Um, spoilers for an eight-year-old film or whatever, but there's a scene where there's an explosion at the Kremlin and it just looks terrible. It looks terrible. Um, uh, and, and there were some other bits and pieces here or there uh, which did not look great. And and kind of part of the great thing about these movies is, of course, Tom Cruise famous. You know, he does his own stunts and that just makes everything look so much better on screen because you're just right there in his face. There's, there's no... Well, there's obviously some trickery going on, but not not an insane amount. And it all looks very real and very cool. Uh, but yeah, some, some kind of CGI ugliness in, uh, in, in Ghost Protocol. But very, very good. Um, uh, really great action and, and lots of great set piece and, and 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 a decent enough kind of espionage spy ish uh, um, uh, story as well to boot. Uh, and then I watched Rogue Nation, which was bloody brilliant. I was really glad I watched these these films in the preamble to, to seeing Fallout. Uh, uh, Rogue Nation is fantastic. It's it's um, uh, it kind of it just takes the, the the previous film that was good and just kind of ups the ante on it. Uh, more interesting characters, kind of a bit of a, a web of intrigue about us. And uh, ups the ante in, in the action uh, stakes as well. The opera house scene it was like one of my favorite sort of uh, action scenes that I've seen in a, in a movie like this in, in some time. It was really, really great. And then there was a bunch of other uh, memorable scenes in it later on as well. That's, that's, the, the, that's one thing I liked about these films is that the, the, the kind of the crazier moments, they're memorable. There's usually something unique about them. They kind of they stand out a bit more. They're, it's not just, oh, well, a bunch of cool shit happened and you forgot it when you left the cinema. Um, they, they they were very unique, very well executed, and, and and everything stood out. And that led me to see Fallout. Paul, have you seen Fallout yet? I have. Yeah, you have. Okay. Um, so I thought Fallout was the the best of the three so far. I thought it was uh kind of the epitome of everything they they built up in those first two because i mentioned kind of like you know the more intriguing characters in the second one and and all this other stuff this felt like as well as just once again upping the ante in the action stakes i feel like they genuinely had a really intriguing 
espionage plot with with double and triple agents and you're not quite sure where people's allegiances lie and and kind of um, uh, agencies within agencies and splinter groups within splinter groups and offshoots of groups and all this other stuff that that uh, was was really really intriguing and 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 um, uh, uh, offered a, a bit more kind of substance to, to all the action um, uh, that I really really appreciated. There were parts of it that were even a little bit like Metal Gear esque, but might you know not as you know weird and anime like, but just in terms of of the 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 uh, muddy waters of where everyone's allegiance is lie. I really appreciate that. Great cast, Henry Cavill. I really appreciated in this with his big uh, evil heel mustache. Um, um, you know, the rest of the cast were, were, were great as well. Um, yeah. And just, just really spectacular action across the board. Um, uh, gotta be one of my favorite action movies of the last few years, right up there with like the raid and John wick, um, completely different films, but, 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 you know, under the kind of the broad umbrella of just action, uh, uh, really great. And, um, yeah, I think these, even this one, that's kind of darker than the previous two. I think these movies occupy a really cool space where they're like, James Bond-esque, but now that James Bond has kind of gone dark, you know what I mean? Like Skyfall and stuff like that. It was a bit of a grittier film. The Bourne films are also very, very, you know, stone-faced and serious. These ones are kind of like, uh, kind of a modernization of like the classic Bond formula. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where it's not, where it's it's action and intrigue and, you know, likable characters and, and a bit of humor. Um, uh, you know, modernized with more spectacular stunts, but still not taking, you know, taking it just the right amount of serious um so yeah i went the full five on the old fallout on the letterbox so um huge 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 Ooh. thumbs up there from me on that what did you did you want four on that paul was it i can't remember i gave it i gave it four stars yeah an eight out of ten but yeah i think i think all those movies are are really really great um uh, I would need to rewatch them, I think, because I kind of I think I can f- consider Rogue Nation maybe the weakest of the three. But that being said, it's um, like the opera scene, as you said, and the the um, little water tank scene. Like both are like still stick stick out to my mind today. I think the opera scene, especially, is just really great looking as well. Um, but Ghost Protocol came out at a time where Mission Possible didn't really have this brand of being a a stunt set piece, you know, showcase that back then, like it was the first movie where like, Oh, did you hear Tom Cruise was running on the side of the building? And so I guess, yeah. I guess it was a bit more of its time. Maybe in retrospect, the rest of the film doesn't hold up as, as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, if fallout, you know, does what it says on the tin. You get Henry Cavill loading his arms and like that, that bathroom fight is, Oh, maybe yeah. maybe Loki one one of the best parts of the film. I don't know. It's super super oh, well yeah. super it's well done. Um, yeah. and where I think Ghost Protocol and and Rogue Nation fail a little bit is that the the big set pieces or the most memorable set pieces kind of happen in the middle of those films where Fallout um, builds and builds and f- like the the climax is the biggest set piece and it kind of feels more earned i guess in that way um yeah. i also loved in fallout tom cruise just sprinting around the place just so you know he's not an old man he is actually still young he just <laughs> <laughs> sprints everywhere and there's there's one scene where he sprints for a good 10 minutes i would say along the top of the building. yeah a lot of sprinting <laughs> he sprints he's a fast man 
Um, and that was that was the scene where he injured his ankle, wasn't it? Somewhere in there. Possibly, I don't know. But um, you know, for for all the all the shit Tom Cruise gets, and in some cases, you know, rightly so for being a a weirdo, um, yeah. he makes some bloody good action movies. I won't take that away from because yeah, as absolutely. you said, Barry, yeah, all all three of those movies I think are 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 great. Yeah, and then, and like I yeah, prior to this, I mean, I had heard you talk about them and a few other people, but I had never just made the association that these Mission Impossible movies were these great things and these top-notch action films. It was not it was not anything I was really tuned into, but uh, yeah, really really great stuff. Um, yeah, so that was that was my uh, Mission Impossible. Although in Mission Impossible Fallout, there is one bit where Alec Baldwin is beating up Henry Cavill, and that was a little bit too much of that. I could I couldn't take that seriously. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, uh, uh, Robert Rude taking a comical bump for Hulk Hogan in TNA. <laughs> it was very like that, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so another film I saw this week was uh, we finally had a European release for Ant-Man and the Wasp, hmm. um, uh, which is the second Ant-Man film, and I loved it. I thought it was better than the first one. All right. Uh, um, I thought it had one of the better superhero action films this side of of uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, I was shocked by how much I love this film because the first the first Ant Man is a good middle of the road Marvel film. It's fun. You have it's fun, but you eat all your trappings. You have the weak villain who's just bad Ant Man. You have the the the. It's an origin story, so you have to go through the whole origin story thing. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's all all the tropes are there, and and it's it's one of those movies where you can't deny the formula. It's good, but you can definitely see the formula. This one, I thought, and it's it's weird as well because, of course, the first one you had Edgar Wright involved, and he obviously left before it finished um, production. Uh, uh, and you know the best parts of that film to me were the the bits where you could see uh, you know Edgar Wright's fingerprints on them, and this film is is you know completely separate from that. He hasn't been involved in it at all, um, and I really really enjoyed it. I was I I was so surprised. I thought the the um, the villain and, and the and the circumstances surrounding the villain are way more interesting. Um, uh, they do some more kind of interesting character stuff uh, uh, throughout it. The, the sidekicks are still there. The, the kind of the funny, you know, Luis and his crew from the first film, they're there. They're actually more emphasized in this film, which I really appreciated because they, they were uh, a highlight. Uh, and yeah, really genuinely spectacular action, especially towards the end of the film. The, the second half of the film is fantastic. It really is. Uh, so yeah, if you are a, if you are a, uh, uh, only go see the ones that, that are really, really great as far as superhero films go. I would say this is one to, to go see. Um, uh, and I, I, It probably helps if you've seen the first one, but I wouldn't consider the first one uh, mandatory viewing. They, they kind of re-explain anything that you might need to be aware of uh, uh, in this one. So, uh, yeah. Two thumbs up for Ant-Man. Very pleasantly surprised by that. Uh, even, again, even as someone who liked the first one, I was not expecting to love this one as much. But um, uh, it was really great. And uh, Marvel is three for three in in uh, 2018. I think this is the weakest one so far, but I think this is this is pop best calendar year so far. I would say for uh, Marvel films. So, nice. so yeah, that's that. Um, and tomorrow, lads, get this bit of an insider for you. Bit of a uh, bit of an old uh, exclusive. 
your boy is going to an early screening of The Equalizer 2 starring Mr. Denzel Washington. Ooh. Um, it's actually not remotely exclusive. It's just something that you get. I got it's you Odeon do it if you have a limitless card. Yeah, it's so one of those early early screenings. Yeah, it's 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 me and anyone else who feels like paying twenty quid a month to Odeon. So it's not exactly a, a thing. Uh, so I I haven't actually seen the first one. So after I do this show, that is my. It's, uh, is it's my, good. It's good. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's good. And you know, I like I like Denzel Washington, and I'm on a. It's been a good week for action movies. I watched a lot of good action movies this week. I'll give you a hot take on the Equalizer, uh, right? It's, it's it's obviously not as cool as uh, John Wick. It doesn't have mm. the that fucking nobody's John Wick. Doesn't um, have that. Yep. Doesn't have that bit. Um, but I think I I think I liked it more than the first John Wick. Wow, yeah. that, that is a take. It definitely has a a really satisfying um, like last half an hour where John Wick I thought just kind of had a flat ending. Um, yeah, I think you'd enjoy the equalizer. I mean, don't go in with expectations now that it'll be better than John Wick, but um, it's a it's a fun it's a fun enough seven out of ten um, mm. action revenge movie. Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Equalizer too, actually. So I'll uh, watch that first one tonight, and then I'll report back tomorrow. Not tomorrow. I'll report back next week with the uh, the hot take, the preview review. On the Chair Shop podcast next week. I think it's actually out next, like, a, a week. <laughs> if the embargo is lifted, that is. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll be signing an NDA <laughs> uh, uh, when I go in. Uh, but, yeah. So, so looking forward to that. And that has been my, my hefty serving of movie guff this week. What about you, Paul? What have you seen? Let's go through it. <sighs> All right. Well, this was the week where I tried to knock off a lot of the um, shittier rock movies. Or the ones that he has like a cameo in. So I've tried to get those kind of done and out of the way. So I'll still have like G.I. Joe. Um, I'll still have uh, Southland Tales. Ones that I actually care to watch. So I was like, all right, get rid, of, get rid of some of these ones. So let's start off with... Um, and by the way, the three rock movies I watched this week, I gave a combined 5 out of 30. Oh, um, So we start off with You Again. You Again is... a uh, comedy in inverted I've never heard commas. of that. It stars Kristen Bell from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, it stars Odette Justman, who is the rip-off Megan Fox. She's in like Cloverfield and nothing else. <laughs> um, and also stars, I think, Sigourney Weaver and oh, what's the mom from Freaky Friday called? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Lee Curtis, that's who it is. What a cast, Jesus yeah. Christ. So, the plot of the movie is that, get this, right? Kristen Bell, when she was a teenager, was ugly and had braces and acne oh, and was God. bullied, right? Oh, no, not, so, not, not this movie. I, I, no, lo- I love this. I love, I love this, where they start off with impossibly pretty woman. Well, she was ugly one day before, Um when she was at high school, she got bullied by Odette Yusman's character. And now she's going back to her hometown for her brother's wedding. And the brother's marrying the bully. No. Um, and so instead of being reasonable and, and saying, you know, we, we were kids back then. Let's put this behind us. And no, instead, they just act like irrational monsters and constantly try and bring each other down with like mad pranks and 
stuff like that. And then guess get this. The moms don't like each other either, because they also had a fight in high school or something. God. And um yeah, anyway, in the in, no no spoiler to say that in the end they all get along and the Shh. wedding happens. Uh the only good bit of the movie, right, is at the very, very end, it's the last thirty seconds maybe, where at the wedding Kristen Bell brings her granny up. Granny played by Betty White, right? Which you think... Oh, of course. You think that'd be funny. No. She does literally no. nothing in the whole movie. Um, she brings her up to meet Odette Justman's granny. And the grannies don't like each other. And that was the one bit of the movie where I thought, oh, actually, actually, that's funny. That's a little funny twist where even the grannies don't get along. But um, it was um, really poor. And the characters were all horrible. Um... And that's one thing I don't understand. I, th- I think between this and another movie I saw, I-, I run the risk of coming off as very sexist, right? But I don't get why a movie, which is, let's say that the target market of this movie is women, why all the women in the movie are portrayed as like crazy freaks who no one w- could possibly like. Um, while all the men, you know, stand in the background nodding sagely and going, mm, um, really, really, really bad movie. Uh, I also saw a movie. So, so wait, who 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 is the Rock in that? The Rock plays an air marshal, um, who has a chat with Kristen Bell on a flight for about a minute. Okay. Because she she uh, I don't know what happens exactly? She's on she's on the phone uh, during the flight. I don't know how that happens with her with her mother, and she starts going crazy, and she has to be restrained. And then the Rock has a chat with her. I then watched. Why did I get married too? Um, which was my first ever. What are these films? I've never heard of this shit in my life. My first ever Tyler Perry written and directed movie that I've seen. Jesus Christ. Um, Why Did I Get Married 2 stars Tyler Perry, as it, as it does, of course. Um, and it tells the story of these four couples who meet together for a holiday in the Bahamas as a kind of couple's retreat, you know? Uh, for this annual thing they do where they get up and they talk about why they got married and like their stories behind why they got married. Um, and it's almost told... I know that the first one, which was called Why Did I Get Married, was based on a play that Tyler Perry wrote. And so this, oh my God. this one also has a like a rigid play-like structure where it almost comes off like uh, a soap opera, which I know that Tyler Perry writes as well. Soap operas from American TV. But it definitely comes off like a... Like an episode, a very long episode of EastEnders, where it, the whole movie is just characters sitting down chatting, and then it'll segue to a different scene where characters are sitting down talking, and it's just that for the whole movie. Um, Janet Jackson is in it. Didn't know she was in movies. But there you go. Uh, and um, like you again, the characters just constant, constantly bicker throughout, um, and are all annoying. Um, but my favorite bit of the movie happens at the end, right? So Janet Jackson um, and her husband, I don't know who plays, who the actor is, at the marriage retreat moment where the fireworks are going off and they're talking about their wedding, she announces that they're getting a divorce. And the man is angry because he didn't know that she was going to announce it to the rest of their friends. Um, And they both immediately just start acting super rationally. Um, He wants to get all her money because she, she, she's famous for writing a book called Why Did I Get Married? She's got $800,000 in a bank account, and he wants it in the divorce, at least half of it. And um, 
She says, you ain't having my money. I earned that money, blah, blah, blah. Uh, five minutes later in the movie, he's breaking into her house to steal his stuff back out of it. She comes in and out of nowhere. She's swinging the golf club around. She's breaking glass tables with it. He's pouring alcohol on her head, trying to set her on fire. Um, and then at the climax of the movie, I'm going to spoil it here. Don't, don't ever watch this movie. It's absolutely Of horrendous. course not. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, she goes in. This is where the movie, for me, crossed the goddamn line. She goes into his. I don't know. He's like a. He's a. I don't know what his job is. He's. Um, What's that called where you draw the plans for buildings? Architect? Architect. He's an architect, okay? (laughs) She goes into his his office with a big, like, birthday cake. Like the kind of one that someone's going to pop out of, right? And he goes, it's not even my birthday. Everyone's singing happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to... And she's singing it, like, real maniacally with her... Like, she got the crazy eyes. Happy birthday! And and then what comes out of the cake? But it's like... A, a, a really gay man with like purple hair going mm. and then she goes oh, she says to him if you're going to act like a bitch there's your bitch and I'm like well first of all that's offensive to the gay community um, Tyler Perry um, which we would be and so. then and then he then the husband all mad pulls out in his car he's, he's, he's trying to get away pulls out in his car immediately gets uh, hit by a truck and is killed and then Janet Jackson saying, what did I do? What did I do? And the moral of the story is that she's kind of, she says to the other couples, you know, don't bicker because um, life's too short. Unless she only learned driving her husband to death. Ah. And then I'm telling you, not 30 seconds later, the movie hard cuts from the hospital scene where she finds out that he's dead to one year later. And she's after giving a, a talk at a university. And another woman from the university comes up and goes, there's a man who wants to talk to you. Who's the man? It's The Rock. And The Rock is like this other philanthropist man. He says, I'd like to take you to dinner. And Janet Jackson is happy now because she gets to go out with The Rock. And then the credits roll. Um, I, w- I would call it utterly um, worthless, this movie. Um, one of the worst movies I've, I've ever seen and definitely the worst um, The Rock movie I've seen so far. Um, just horrible, just horrible. And now that I've finally seen a Tyler Perry movie, um, you can I, understand all the conversations around them. Now I know for sure. Avoid Tyler Perry movies because they are just dreadful. Um, he, he was also Gone Girl as well. He well, he was in Gone Girl, but he didn't write and direct it. Yeah, and he was all right in Gone Girl, you know. Yeah, but still, I feel like his presence. <laughs> <laughs> You're right with that. <laughs> But yeah, I think the problem with the movie is yeah. that it, it's it's it it sells itself as a comedy, but at the same time it's very very melodramatic and very very preachy, um, and the the humor comes from some of the characters are very loud and obnoxious, and that's the funniness of it. Like there's one woman who's just the worst, and she's screaming at people, and she's <laughs> the pigs showed up early because they knew we were recording early. <laughs> One of the worst movies uh, of all time. So don't don't watch this one or its original. Why did I get married? Just just horrible. I then watched the Game Plan, which I think is one of the first uh, one of the first ones The Rock did. That's a uh, football movie, is it? Yeah, from two thousand seven. Uh, yeah. Not to be confused with Gridiron Gang, which also is no, a football no. movie. 
The game plan is football movie where The Rock plays like... Who's a famous American footballer? He's Tom Brady. The Rock is... O.J. Simpson. The, well, oh, may, maybe, that, that, maybe in the game plan too he goes down that road. Here's the Rock is O.J. Simpson. That's a fucking movie. Yeah, the, Rock, the Rock is Dan yeah. Marino, basically. Um, yeah. And then one day, a little girl shows up at his front door. It's his daughter he didn't know he had. And the movie oh. is about that he has to learn how to take responsibility because he, he plays like a playboy, you know, living the, living the man. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So you got to have this little girl. And um, by the end, he loves the little girl. And uh, and, and they win the Super Bowl as well. So What? Together? Uh, well, she's not playing in the game, but she inspires oh. him to win the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. The last, shot, okay, the last yeah, shot is her sure. touching the trophy. Um uh, just, just awful. <laughs> um, I think that marks The Rock's first foray into into comedy because he kind of started off as a doing, trying to be an action star yeah. and it, it didn't really work and then um, he, he started doing comedies like that and The Tooth Fairy and gradually built his way back up to doing Yeah, action. you're you're right. He was in like Doom, uh, The Rundown, Scorpion King. Be yeah. cool, you could say, kind of verge some. He had a very, very small role in that. Um, yeah. game plan was kind of yeah as you say the first ugh, it's it's really really bad um because i think it just it has kind of a, a phoniness to it that i can't like it is a disney movie but everything that happens in it all the the dialogue the plot twists all have this layer of phoniness to it that i just couldn't get past um yeah and the rock is bad in it as well even though he's like charismatic um mm. This is this is like very obviously still in his early days, um, yeah. and yeah, it, is, it was just dreadful. Um, so not a good week of movies for me. And to finish up, I watched "I Love You, Man," which obviously Joe you talked about last week. Yeah, boy, I was all right. I I wasn't mad on it. Um, I just think I don't really like Paul Rudd. Um, mm. I, I don't know. I I I thought Jason Segel was good in it. Um, I wouldn't say he was funny in it necessarily, but I thought he was good. Paul Rudd, I don't know. Paul Rudd just, aside from the um, slapping the bass. Um, slapping the bass. Uh, it was not really kind of, it was kind of nothingy. I don't know. It was, um, I, I almost felt like it would have worked better if they kind of leaned into the drama a little bit more. Um, and I don't know. I, I guess I was, I was also kind of expecting that it would be like a, a revelation as to who Jason Siegel's character really is, and there just kind of isn't. Um, That's true. Yeah, he's just a guy. So got a twist. I mean, I'm not saying that there has to be a twist necessarily, but there was just. It would have been nice. Something, yeah. Um, I, I, I must say, I, I really enjoyed um John Favreau in it. I thought he was probably my favorite character. Yeah, because it, awesome. it was so kind of n- not John Favreau. You know, yeah, um, yeah. like John Favreau normally plays these kind of cheery, um, people. jolly people. I was gonna say fat because he's not particularly fat. Well, you, say, you say jolly, that's like, like <laughs> if you want to describe a character who's cheery and also fat, you say he's jolly. You wouldn't call you wouldn't call Jimmy Carr jolly, would you? He's not funny either, but I mean, <laughs> you get my point. Uh, John Favreau it plays like a really aggressively mean man in it almost like yeah. a you know um jj simmons or jk simmons yeah. in, uh, whiplash he's like a really right. mean man 
sort of Jack Scryan type character. Yeah, <laughs> curmudgeonly um, <laughs> chubster. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I kind. I, I think I, it kind of fu- fell into the crack between like I. I neither cared much for it, but like also didn't dislike it. It was. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's all the movies this week. Don't watch right, don't watch Tyler Perry's movies. Just avoid. Don't watch any of the things Paul talked about. <laughs> <laughs> and, watch all, and watch all the things I said were good. That's kind of the point. Is I, I watch them so you don't have to. Yeah, we're doing the service here on the old uh, CSP. And I, I, I almost take a kind of pride out of the fact that I've watched these movies in their entirety. I, I really almost gave up on why did I get married to because after like 20 minutes I knew I would hate it um but I kind of I stuck it out I stuck it out same with you again yeah you're you know, you're, you're working for the people um that I am okay uh did you want to talk briefly about some game guff yeah um they they put out last week the latest um and final DLC uh content for South Park the fractured but whole and I'm just about finished. I haven't quite finished it yet. It's about two hours long, like um, the Castle Benito one was. And um, I would say I'm probably enjoying it a little bit more than the Castle Benito DLC. It's it's um, it's funny because this DLC is is called um, Bring the Crunch, and it's based around Mintberry Crunch. Um, and the kind of setting for it is uh, it's it's like a Cabin in the Woods style horror. Um, scene, let's say, where you go to this summer camp and the the counselors are being killed, and you have to kind of work out what's going on. And in true South Park fashion, it's not what you would expect. Um, but it's got like great John Carpenter esque kind of score to it, and um, it's a lot more violent. There's a lot of blood compared to the other South Park DLCs. It's kind of less um overtly comic in that way it's it is more based in kind of horror tropes and that that in itself is kind of funny in the way they present it but um almost finished it i'm on what i presume is the like last boss battle now um and i'll finish it probably tonight before we go off on holidays um but yeah i mean if if you played south park fractured but whole um I, i would recommend if you can get the season pass cheap enough you get another like four or five hours of gameplay. It's it, it it's it's worth it if you can get it. I, I don't know, probably ten, fifteen euro if you can get the season pass for that. I'd probably say go for it. Um, apart from that, yeah, I've just been playing as I mentioned earlier. Um, Pokemon Soul Silver. I'm eight hours into that now. Got the third gym badge. Twelve You're twelve hours in. Okay, Natty's twelve hours in, and I'm further in the game she, than she is. Because, Tell them about my Pokemon. Because she's she grinds and just you know, in my opinion, doesn't play the game in this spirit that it's meant to be played in. Where Ooh. she she will just grind her Pokemon up to like level fifty, and then the game is too easy. You just yeah. be everyone. What's the point? Just play. Yeah. Yeah, cheating. In a way, cheating. It's not cheating. I have a device that allows me to, but she, I haven't. She does have a little, <coughs> what's it, like a little homebrew gimmick for the yeah. DS, whatever it is. I have an actual homebrew thing on my DS. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say about it. Uh, so yeah, that's all the games 
uh, for this week. I, I, have, I haven't played any Last of Us for about a week and a half. But I'm kind of gonna I'm gonna save that for when I come back. I I think I'm still in the hotel. You know oh, that wow. part of the game. Yeah, that's where I am. You're about halfway halfway through. Yeah, maybe little maybe a little less than halfway. Yeah, I'm probably like eight nine hours in somewhere. Like uh, yeah, I haven't played anything other than Hollow Knight, which which uh, fully has its claws in me. That's for sure. Um, yeah, so we can uh, move on there now to... Uh, I got no emails this week. Y- y'all got no emails as well? No emails. No Although emails. I see that, you, Barry, you just could not wait anymore. You're like, OTT, what is happening? And I just need to know. They clarified. First of all, people got me worried that the fan appreciation thing was, was the Belfast thing, that they were one and the same. I had to know that, that that wasn't the case. So they confirmed to me that it's there are two separate shows. There's a Belfast announcement tomorrow, and unfortunately the fan appreciation night announcement has been it's dialed back down to coming soon so um i assume the dreaded still, coming soon although coming soon tomorrow. could still be like tonight it could still, it could still be like tuesday or some shit like that or, yeah. Yeah, or it could be tonight yeah, yeah. but it's funny because so, the, yeah, the expectation yeah. was set by them saying announcement at the weekend now it's the weekend and people say where's where the announcement they're like ah, we're not ready yet anyway i had to know i had to anyway um, anyway, so we can move on to our quiz for this week, I believe. Ooh, the quiz. Okay, let me get it open here. So for those who don't know, if you're not this is your first time listening, this is a new quiz we do here. It's called Wrong, and then I'm going to stylize it as Wrong slash The Truth, even though with the slash okay. we will not say it, that it. Wrong, The Truth, Killings, where... I choose a specific topic for the week. Uh, for example, last week was indie wrestlers who wrestled on PWA Ohio's Red, White, and Bruised event. Oh, yes. uh, some of them are real, some of them are made up. Or they could all be made up, or they could all be real. The point is that Joe and Barry have to guess whether the, the, the topic or, or the, the instance for the topic is wrong, made up, or the truth, uh, real. So this week we're moving away, sadly, from um, PWA Ohio. Finally, uh, and taking a little step into the WWE Hall of Fame. Ooh. So the topic for this week is former gimmicks of WWE Hall of Famers. Okay. Oh. Are these gimmicks made up, wrong, or are they? Did they really happen? The truth. The truth, okay. So I've got five gimmicks here. And you guys have to tell me, are they wrong? Or were they, in fact, former gimmicks of Hall of Famers? Now, this is WWE Hall of Famers who were entered into the WWE Hall of Fame from 2004 to 2018. Okay? Okay. Okay. So number one. Gilbert... The powerful. What are we thinking? Gilbert, the powerful. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think who, who the real person could be. You know. Um, I. I'm going to say wrong. 
Joe says wrong on that. Yeah, one. I'm also gonna say wrong on that one. Wrong. The problem with these gimmicks is that they often sound ridiculous. Because uh, wrestling in the 60s, 70s, 80s had a lot of these kind of gimmicks. All right, both both of the guys say wrong on that one. Number two, sweet ebony diamond. Were they right? He didn't say. I don't say till the end. He didn't, he didn't say. He didn't say till the end. That's the rule. For God's sake, uh, you should know the format of this quiz. Uh, yeah, pay attention. Oh, God. Sorry. Anyway, uh, sweet. Okay. Sweet uh, ebony diamond. Uh, <laughs> it's absurd enough that I'll say the truth. I'll also say the truth, yeah. Okay. They're both saying the truth on that one. Number three, the great Mortimer. Ooh. The great Mortimer. Great uh, I'll go the truth. I'll say the truth as well, yeah. It's not very exciting if they keep picking the same stuff. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> the pigs. No. Number four. The, che- the cheating police are here. <laughs> They're coming to get Natty's homebrew thing. <laughs> Number four. The soul taker. <laughs> uh, the truth. Yeah, I think the truth. Okay. Oh, I debut. <laughs> and then the last one, number five, the quiz master. Uh, I think wrong. Okay, here's where we diverge. I will say the truth on that one. <laughs> okay, so that those were our five: Gilbert the Powerful. Sweet Ebony Diamond, The Great Mortimer, The Soul Taker, and The Quiz Master. Um, what I will say is, one of you has had a clean sweep and got everyone correct. So, Gilbert the Powerful both said that that was wrong. That is indeed made up. There was no Gilbert the Powerful. People called Gilbert are never powerful. <laughs> Number two, sweet. Still, I got a laugh for the room. Well done. <laughs> sweet Ebony Diamond. Both of the guys said that that was the truth. That was a former gimmick of Rocky Johnson. Yeah, I, re- I actually recognized that one, but I didn't want to make it obvious. Okay. Number three, the great Mortimer. Both said that that was true. That is true. Any idea who that was? Ah, uh, is it Bo- not Bobby Heenan? Is it? It's not Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan. Uh, it was Harley Rick- Harley Race. The Harley Races. Number four, the Soul Taker. Both Barry and Joe said that that said that that was true. That was true. That was the Godfather in a previous life. Mm. The Soul Taker. And number five. Number five. Uh, the Quizmaster. Barry said that that was the Truth Killings. Joe said that that was wrong. And the Quizmaster. Was made up. There was no quiz master. Ah. I, I'm the quiz master, in fact. Um, it was I all along. <laughs> so, Joe, for for the first time, we have a winner, and uh, it's Mr. Joe sweet. Turner by, oh. by a score of five to four. Wow. So, uh, wow. A, a close one. Um, so, we'll do good another stuff. one next week. Yeah, um, so. We do need Hold to. Up, yeah. I, I'm thinking we'll have to put in place. Some kind of 
not a rule necessarily, but some way of avoiding just <laughs> constantly picking the same. I mean, nah, we'll see. We'll I'll I'll think about it on my holidays as I stand in a queue to go on the Peter Pan ride. I'll be thinking yeah. about how to. How do I get this quiz? Uh, rides at Disneyland. <laughs> that's that's one we could do, I suppose. Um, so yeah, so let's get on to the wrestling guff for the week. That's what the people are waiting for. Alrighty, so yeah, we got a bit of a uh, quite a bit of wrestling guff to talk about this week. Uh, I did not watch uh, the second edition of World of Sports. I was watching Big Henry Cavill and the Cruiser do battle. At the time that that went to air, uh, who watched it and what did you make of it? Uh, I watched it this morning. Um, it was fine again, pretty decent show. The ladder, there was a ladder match that was was all right. Uh, Doug Williams match, and then the, the women uh, had a triple threat match to crown a first ever world of sport women's champion, uh, and that was that was decent as well. Um, again, not nothing massively to write home about. They also. The ladder match was incredibly weird because it was sort of like a money in the bank uh, thing where they were trying to get a briefcase. But they didn't actually reveal what the briefcase was for. And they kind of made a big deal of, well, we're not actually going to tell you what's in the briefcase. But Mm. (laughs) but Wade Barrett apparently knew and he was was like, yeah, trust me, it's something pretty good. (laughs) It It was like, why don't you sell us? And, oh, and, they made, and throughout the match, it's like, ah, oh, these guys, are, they're killing themselves for the opportunity to, I don't know, do something. <laughs> like, it could, like, it could be a fucking, you know, £10 voucher in there. Like, who knows? <laughs> it's was, your, your television license is paid for a year. Yeah, it was so bizarre. Um, I don't know why they keep making these sort of silly booking decisions. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, decent. But again, it's like, I wouldn't watch it unless I was kind of invested in seeing a new kind of British promotion do well, because it's not particularly good. Yeah, so I'll, uh, I might try and get that watched at some point and back it next week. Um, yeah, still interested in that, in that, you know, in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Who won the women's title match, by the way? Uh, fuck, what's her name? Kaylee Ray? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's good. Um, speaking of women, we had some more May Young classic announcements. We had a number of uh, Joshi stars, who I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not very familiar with. We had uh, Alison K slash Sienna of independent wrestling and TNA fame. Madison Rain, um, um, you know, a number of other people. Uh, a solid collection of names so far for that thing. Uh, that is starting... Next week, I believe. I think they're taping that next week. Um, taping for a couple of days, and then it's airing. I think they said the final is at Evolution. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, it's obviously going to air for, you know, whatever it was last time, three or four weeks in the lead up to Evolution. Yeah. So. September-ish into October-ish, so yeah, looking forward to that. I think I think it's a, I think it's a good spread of, of, of names involved in that. Uh, I watched the post anniversary edition of Impact. Uh, the, uh, the Impact is free on the uh, GWN app. 
when you when you log into that app, it, it prompts you to do you want to sign up for premium or continue as a free user. Premium gets you the entire archive of Impact pay per views, including the most recent ones. You can watch like the 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 most recent pay-per-views on there as well it also gets you you know like episode archives they also have partnered up with some independent promotions like uh, smash wrestling in canada and all these other places but if you just continue as a free user you get to watch the impact weekly show uh free on there um so yeah. i watched the show two weeks ago it, it for uh, the app is very slow it's not a very good app the video quality mm. is very poor on chromecast it, it, it needs a lot of work but the uh, show itself was uh, it was all right. It, it was it was not uh, especially great, but it was uh, it was perfectly watchable, and and the uh, the directions seem uh, pretty interesting after Slammiversary. It seems like they're going to go with Eddie Edwards versus Austin Aries uh, for their next big pay per view, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so they're doing that. Uh, Tessa Blanchard continues to get a big push. Um, uh, she's kind of like one of their big pet projects at the moment. Um, and they are continuing with the uh, LAX stuff. Eddie Kingston had a great promo on that episode of Impact. Really, really great. Uh, he's, he's one of the, he's one of the best talkers in wrestling right now. I really enjoy what he's doing. And uh, main event was the X Division title rematch between Brian Cage and Matt Seidel, and it was a, a solid match. It was it was not as good as the pay per view match, but it was good. Uh, yeah. So Impact is watchable. There's your update on Impact currently. Uh, you know, I, I had heard before Slammiversary that it's not a must-see show, but if you watch it, yeah. they tell their stories and they, they peak them well at events like Slammiversary. So there you go. Uh, yeah, so that's about all the wrestling TV I watched this week. Uh, Paul, did you watch any TV? Yeah, I watched, some, I watched NXT, as I do weekly. Um, a little bit of a step down this week, I would say, compared to previous weeks. Um... Two teams that I don't particularly care for had a match. Uh, Heavy Machinery and The Mighty. The former Mighty Don't Kneel. Um, Those guys are just very plain. The Mighty Don't Kneel. I don't... They have, like, the skills, let's say. But they, they just... I don't know. I don't know what the, what they're missing. Mm. I can't put my finger on it, but they just personality. <sighs> yeah, some aspect of personality they're missing. They just do not have it, and I, 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 I don't like to put the no hoper label on people, but Ooh, they might, they no, might be no the hopers. dreaded no hoper label. Uh, Tucker Knight is also. Dreadful. Otis Dozovich, I, look, I, I enjoy because he's funny. I look forward to those lads main eventing WrestleMania in two years. Well, going on our tra- track record. Um, yeah. They may well. Um, Mustache Mountain defeated a couple of lads who I did not recognize in a nothing match. Um, it's quite funny seeing Tyler Bay and Trent Seven doing the WWE style logos because it seems like so at odds with their personalities. If you know them from elsewhere as we do um tyler in particular always sounds real unsure when he's yeah. delivering scripted lines trent's all right but trent it seems like he's not himself you know he, he's got this personality that just bursts at the seams and when he's doing promos he's he's not really he's kind of reserved um ec3 who's like i'm trying to think of, of anyone who'd be like an exception, but he's like he's like the biggest star on NXT, um, and I I don't think he'll be there too long. I think he'll be 
called up before long. He defeated Kona Reeves, who is... Let me get out my, my no-hoper label again. Stick it on this. That's oh, no. <laughs> uh Kona Reeves is uh, dreadful. Um, <laughs> he, he was beaten, thank God. Um, quite a good match between Shayna Baszler and Candice LeRae. Yeah. As you would expect, they had a good match. Baszler won with the, the choke. And then Kyrie Sane ran out, setting up their match at TakeOver. And that'll be great. Uh, they announced also... Here's the TakeOver card, by the way, as it stands. People are interested in checking it out. Um, so Mustache Mountain are going to get a rematch against the Undisputed Era. Every match they've had so far has been great. So you're in for a bloody good match there. Yeah, I, I still haven't watched that uh, the TV one. I need to get back to that. Was that which was the one Meltzer gave a five to? Am I mis misremembering that? That that was the that was the NXT TV one. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. I I, I must say, um, EC three against Velveteen Dream, be good. Ricochet against Adam Cole for the North American yeah. title, that would be good. That'd be good. Shayna Baszler against Kyrie Sane, and I don't think it's been announced, but it seems like the main event is going to be a three way between Tommaso Ciampa, Gargano, and Alistair Black. So that'd be a good little card. Tell you the truth, uh, the main event segment was kind of nothingy. Champa came out and just did a really long promo. Um, I mean, he got booed, but I'm not sure that that's kind of his strength. It, it was okay. Then Gargano ran out like a madman, saying, "The only reason you want the belts because of me." And, and Aster Black hit him with a the spin kick and saying, "You know, it was because of you." So it seems like they're kind of building to this three way. Which no doubt will be extremely good, um, as the rest of the matches will be, as I mentioned. But as a show, it was just kind of there. A, a lot of setup. Uh, the only high points was maybe the women's the women's match. Apart from that, not really anything to check out. I also uh, watched MLW's Battle Riot because uh, it was on their YouTube channel, and I like those Royal Rumble style matches, so I thought I'll oh, check this out. Um, Ironically, I found it quite boring, especially oh. kind of the second half of it. Um, I would get a little kick whenever someone would come out and, and I would recognize them. Like, you know, you have your ACH or Shane Strickland or okay. Pentagon, Phoenix, uh, Ray Oris, who's, of course, Dragon Tech on Lucha Underground. So there's like good people in it, but I just kind of felt it dragged on. And a lot of people, especially towards the end, were people that either I didn't know or people like jack swagger that i don't really care oh, to see god yeah um and they kind of the, the setup for it was that you know people could bring out what it, with them whatever they wanted like there was a hardcore aspect to it but that really wasn't played into it that much um it, it was okay i mean it, it, had, it had that little royal rumble aspect that anyone can be in it like conan was in it at one point he looked absolutely dreadful of course, um, yeah. He looked, he looked dreadful like ten years ago. Like, like but like he he can barely move at this stage. Yeah. Um. Funny him. He got the biggest pop of the night, I would say. Um. Eh, towards the end, you had like John Morrison and some guys that that you know. I I'm I John Morrison is good, but I wouldn't pop like crazy to see him. You know, you know that kind of feel. Um. Yeah. yeah Tom Lawler won in the end. Tom Lawler is okay. He still comes off very raw um it was okay uh, i i kind of had higher expectations for it than what it was it was it was fine it was like i love you man 
Yeah, it was okay. Mm. It was okay. Uh, and that's all the wrestling that I watched this week, as far as I am aware. Fair enough. Um, I think that's all. Uh, unless Joe has any wrestling golf you wanted to mention, I think that's I think that's our really? lot this week. Um, okay, yeah. So that's that was uh, 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 Chair Shop Podcast for the week. Next week we will have more movie reviews. We will have uh, maybe we'll have OTT news. I don't know. We'll definitely have a preview for WrestleRama. I think that'll be our last show before that. Uh, and we will have all the usual uh, wrestling news and maybe more world of sport talk, live golf, telly golf, movie golf, all that other stuff. So yeah, uh, check back next week. Chairshoppodcast.com as well at Chairshoppod. Uh, on Twitter uh, to follow along the show in the week so with all that said I'm afraid it's going to be goodbye from me Harry Murphy it's going to be goodbye from Mr. Joe Town goodbye and it's going to be goodbye and au revoir goodbye goodbye